are now watching the College Baseball Insider Show. It's behind it. This is Hammer. Left field and we are tied. Wow. Now, here are your hosts, giving you an inside look into the top matchups. Well, week one is in the books, and we are back for a little Monday special, President's Day. Everybody had the day off, I think, here. So we got a little bit of day baseball, too. Arkansas made it right after dropping the game yesterday to James Madison. They win in a 4-0 series victory. Q, Smitty, how's it going, fellas? It's good. Good weekend. Uh, Lots to talk about. A lot of uh, surprises yesterday. Um, yeah, there, it's a long season now. But yeah. there's there's some teams I think are just bad. And I sure, think there's, there's some teams of, that are for real. A lot of overreactions. Smitty, for sure. Yeah, you see? Uh, well, I, the same thing. I, I wouldn't overreact. There were some teams that we were a little high on, and they didn't really show up. But, you know, it's first weekend. Let's just relax, everybody, and see how it plays out. Well – I agree. I'm not going to overreact, but our best bets recap, I did really, really good on Friday and then followed it up by just absolute crap. And I admitted last night on, on X, it, I felt like I bet too much. And so I went back and looked at last week or last year opening weekend. I'd only bet 20 games or 20 sides. And this, this week I bet 30 and I feel like that's why I ended up 15 and 15. Uh, down 1.6 <laughs> units, I think. And there were a few of them that I, I just didn't like. And, you know, you start hearing a lot of outside noise about, well, I like this team, I like this team, and you can't help but want to bet it as well. But I, I need to pump the brakes and, and go back to my roots because that was not like me to just start throwing out, especially totals. I don't usually bet totals. I think I went 0-4 when I bet totals this weekend. It was just not good all around. But thankfully, Friday kind of kept me right. And Q, round of applause. He carried us this week. Uh, I think he's already up double-digit yeah. units. So if you're not following along, I, I don't know what you're doing other than – Hey, but I could give it right back next weekend. So don't, don't oh, that's take true. it for, that's, for granted. Well, that's betting. Uh, yeah. Smitty, I didn't have a chance to recap yours. I think you may have been in the same boat as me. Uh, I was about, uh, plus, plus 2.27, I think. Nice. Well, you're better yeah. than me. You're in the green. Yeah, in the green, in the green, yeah. You'll be Tennessee, fine. Tennessee, Tennessee was – I had a three-teamer with Tennessee late. Texas Tech got there yesterday. Um, and I'll tell you, Arkansas Arkansas would have been a good three-team money line play um, but uh, on Sunday, but that was, you know, not trying to throw that at you, Matt, <laughs> with your team. Well, and, and a lot of it, too. Oh, let's talk about overreactions real quick. Piercy, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, looking at you, you, UCSB. How do you go out and look so dominant in that game one start with Ager, and then you just fall flat on your face? I mean, that pressure. They had, they had no pressure. business. They had no business dropping that series, which going right into – the updated top 25 is out with D1 Baseball. This is what I was working on, trying to get you guys some value by getting the current odds lined up with preseason odds. The only dropout was Northeastern, rightfully so. I feel like everybody dropped them out. Uh, Indiana jumps into the top 25 after going 2-1. and one. 
does anything stick out to you as far as the big board? Q, I know you bet a little bit on Duke after what you saw. And if you look, their odds were cut pretty significantly. 40 to one, or yeah, 50 to one to 40 to one. Yes. Yeah, well, first off, Sean, I thought the show was going to be NASCAR insiders because I thought Grissom was going to hang it up. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the the Duke team, I pitching wasn't my concern. You know, I'd said that numerous times. It was the offense, but I, I think they silenced the crowd. Uh, good quality competition. It was a recent dwarf. How do you pronounce his name for Indiana? Reisdorf. Uh, pitch. Yeah, Reisdorf. I mean, they hit him really well. Uh, Meckley, I thought uh, for. No, it wasn't Meckley. Who uh, Meckley pitched for Coastal against Indiana? Um, I'm drawing a blank on who got the start for Coastal, but you know they hit him really hard, and and Coastal, in my opinion, pitched really well. So I, I tip my cap to Duke for for hitting the you know the the long ball as well as they did. Uh, I thought everybody in that tournament, with the exception of Mason, did did pretty well. Uh, but there are a couple teams that I did you know I did hit Duke. I think they've shown me enough. I got them at plus 500 to make Omaha and then uh, just a real small uh, plus 7,000 for College World Series. If you're going to take them to make Omaha a team like them, you, you kind of just have to throw maybe 10 or 20 bucks on them to win it. Um, TC Vanderbilt, for me, that was the team at six. I, I think they should have dropped a little more. I thought Oregon State should have jumped above them. Oregon State just looked really dominant, especially today. In game four, it's hard to win four straight, especially when, uh, you know, you're kind of making up your pitching staff at that point. And then I thought Duke should have been a little higher. Uh, nothing against East Carolina, but I thought Duke played a little tougher schedule. Um, so even though both of them went 3-0, and I-, I think it would be suitable to throw Duke up there strictly on who they played. But overall, I, I think uh, the-, the overreaction is kept to a minimum here. You know, a lot of people had Florida uh, – wondering but they only got to play one game out of their control so you can't really punish them yet because you just not you haven't seen the gators so uh other than that pretty pretty solid top 25 smitty what do you think yeah i'm gonna go right with q with duke i think duke had a great show and you know we we talked on the show on friday about the arms the arms are there their bats really came out you know uh logan the first baseman had a really good series stone uh zach morris we talked about him bravo Yeah, Yeah. they hit a lot of home runs, you know, Miller, you know, so they have the bats, I I think. So I was, I thought they were going to climb a little bit more. You talk about George Mason. Yeah, you know, I just had, I let me throw this little stat out. I broke down George Mason. That pitching coach, I bet he's feeling the heat a little bit after that weekend. (laughs) I mean, that's one right there. Poor drink for that guy. I mean, 26-0, 23-5-9-3, gave up six in the first eight in the first, the second game, and then two in the first. Can they get out of that first inning? Got outscored 58 to eight. So, yeah, you know, I think Duke did a great job uh, with that. Um, You know, let's – I know TCU's up there, guys, but if you really look at TCU, they struggled a little bit. Florida Gulf Coast, a a very good program. They had them a couple times this weekend. I think they should have taken maybe two out of three against TCU. They had some big – Can I interject on that, though, and say that – the way that TCU won is is uh, almost a positive because it shows that they can be down eight runs and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could look at it like that, but don't get down eight runs. Well, no, I agree with that, but I'm saying <laughs> at least you know your team can battle back. Like, oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, because a lot of teams, they go down eight runs, they're looking to tomorrow and, and the resiliency that 
uh, Kevin Starloose's team has. That was incredible to watch. Yeah, they were down 7-2, and they gave, I think they got uh, Florida Gulf Coast gave up seven runs in the last couple innings. Uh, you know, Saturday, the same thing. I think they gave up seven, uh, I think, in the eighth Sunday inning. Sunday, too. Yeah, Sunday. And, you know, they got to – Florida Gulf Coast got to their two top pitchers really yep. on Friday and uh, Saturday. They, they you know, kind of hit them a little bit. So, yeah, shocking on that. But, no, like you said, good comeback by TCU. What's your thoughts, Grissom? I think – well, I'm surprised there wasn't a lot more movement. And I get it being it's just week one out of the top 25. I was really impressed with Oregon. They went two and one. They were well within that game against Texas Tech. But they beat Oklahoma 4-2. They beat Baylor 7-4, which is nothing to write home about, respect to Bears fans. But Texas Tech, that game, if they would have started 3-0, I really do think they would have jumped in the top 25. They had the benefit of not having to face Tennessee in that Shriners Classic. But, man, this Oregon Ducks team is going to be salty. One of my favorite things is first pitch swinging, guys, and they've got a lot of them. They're not afraid to play small ball. They about small balled Texas Tech to giving up that lead. But I, I think Dor uh, Dorgan. Oregon Ducks are going to be a fun team to bet on this year, especially if they can get this rotation figured out. I know Logan Mercado was penciled in to, to be a starter on our account. Yeah. And then I think he came in for relief in game two against Baylor, which was kind of shocking to see. But, yeah, the Ducks are definitely a team that I thought deserved a top 25 nod. I probably would have bumped UC Santa Barbara completely out of the top 25. But – I understand leaving them in. It's still, I don't know. I think they're they're still a little bit overrated at this point. Definitely think Indiana deserved the nod. Uh, Kansas State, they dropped the one game, but you know all these guys that are just hanging on here at the the bottom half of the top twenty five. I feel like you'll start seeing a lot of movement here in the in the weeks to come because I'm not completely sold on those teams, which. Brings us to a new segment we're going to do, three up, three down. I'm still working on some show audio for it, but we've got the graphic here. This is not anything to do with the top 25. This is just a power ratings for us as the insiders. But I've got Oregon in my three up, uh, as well as Duke. We touched on it earlier. Santucci looked like the real deal. He's going to be Duke's Friday night ace for uh, as far as I can, you know, can tell. All season long. He looked 100% too. And then Aiden Weaver, the other starter, he had a zero ERA as well as Santucci. The starting rotation, man, we we try to hammer at home as a point of emphasis all season long. And Duke looks like they can absolutely contend with anybody in that ACC with their pitching staff. And then to round it out, North Carolina had to give them the nod. They started 3-0. and Yeah, it was against Wagner. They had 11 guys bat over 1,000 OPS this weekend. I think the scoring run differential was 46 to 14. Very impressive after losing their presumable Friday night guy in Jake Knapp. So they really got it together, got a big series win when I was really down on North Carolina. As far as my three down, TCU. You well, why don't we do all that. the three? Why don't we do all okay, the three? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do down. that. Go. Get, give me your – Yeah, up. so – all of us, Duke, we, you know, I just talked to them at nausea. I thought East Carolina, you know, they did lose some pretty tough, uh, you know, bats in the lineup from last year's team. I, they had a quality team, but I was curious to see if they were going to come out, you know, guns blazing. And to their credit, they did. 
I was actually thinking they were a team that might have struggled against Ryder the, the, on the Sunday because about halfway through game two, they kind of started to get silenced a little bit, but they had built up enough lead. And uh, they, they didn't. They turned it right on. And that was uh, that was impressive to see. Um, Oregon State, you know, their lineup, I mean, four straight, Caraway, Casper, you know, Bazana, uh, I'm sure I'm missing some others. They just look like they have the offense to get them to June and, and really do damage. Um, I think there's more teams that I could put up there. I thought Texas Tech started turning it on, but, you know, we only have three up, three down. I think you could probably do six up, six down personally. Smitty. Yeah, you know, Duke, we already talked about Duke. I mean, pitching there, the hitting was there. Good uh, competition over the weekend, and they played well. East Carolina, kind of what Q said, you know, they outscored uh, Ryder, uh, I think it was 30-2 to two this weekend. Pitching staff was there. They pitched really well. Some of their hitters really came through. They have a big series coming up with North Carolina next weekend. Uh, and then Texas A&M. Why am I doing Texas A&M? Well, they took care of McNeese State. Now, McNeese State, who are they? Are they any good? Probably not. But they took care of business really, you know, 37 to two. They outscored them. They have a game tomorrow against somebody. And then they play Wagner over the weekend and Wagner got just destroyed against uh, North Carolina, North Carolina, put a whipping on them. I think 46 runs to 14 for the series here. So, you know, this is a good spot. Why put Texas A&M in there too. Good team, ranked team, good bats. Is the pitching staff going to be there? But I think they're going to get off to a really good start here. They could be maybe like, you know, 7-0 and here in their first seven game, get that momentum, and let's see where they go from there. All right, and my three down, we talked about them earlier. I'm going out of order with TCU. They're 3-0, and but that was a very stressful 3-0. and And like Q said, that may benefit them down the road to learn how to win those, like, grinded out games. But for the time being, TCU, you gotta you gotta take care of business so you're not down by that many. Uh, Florida, Q, what happened? St. John's. This is a team. Kate that, Fisher got rocked. Yeah, this is a team that I had futures tickets on, and I was very disappointed in Cade Fisher's start. And then Northeastern. I mean, this was a team that we're really high on. I'm still high on them. They had a chance on a big stage to go to Tucson and beat Arizona. They could not get it done, unfortunately. So uh, they may not be ready to play with the big boys yet. Yeah, uh, Florida was going to be my fourth. Again, they had the two rainouts, so, you know, it could have been two bloodbaths. We're just, we're, we just don't know, but we have to go off what we saw. I didn't have Kate Fisher getting throttled on my bingo card. I don't, I don't personally, I don't think anybody in America did. Um, had – Got the first two quicks out, hit a guy, and you could see the pressure maybe got to him. Just, I think, opening day jitters. I'm not going to worry about him. Just, you know, Hagen Smith got roughed up. A couple others got roughed up. I'm not worried about them. They, they proved that last year. They're, they're just fine. Um, but Vanderbilt, same thing, same offense, man. They, they had, what, three hits Saturday? They had four runs, three hits. Like, that's, that's not going to get it done. I mean, I know Florida Atlantic's not a bum mid-major by any means, and those Florida mid-majors, Texas mid-majors are, are teams you can't sleep on, but good grief, Vanderbilt's offense is terrible. It's literally uh, last year's script. They just took out the three and put a four. And then Northeastern and UC Santa Barbara, you know, the mid-majors just didn't seem like they were ready to eat on the front porch with the big dogs. 
especially Northeast, and I really thought they were the better of the two, even though they weren't ranked higher than uh, UC Santa Barbara. But Gabriel, I mean, I, he just got rocked. I mean, Scotty got rocked. They just looked uncomfortable against, in my opinion, a, what's going to not be a great Arizona team. And then Santa Barbara, you better pray to God Campbell blows out ECU uh, tomorrow night because that it makes – the losses look easier or better, I should say. But if ECU goes in there and the buoys quake and uh, and crushes them, then that's a bad look for Santa Barbara. Smitty. Yeah, Northeastern, you know, we were high on the big bats. You know, the two uh, outfielders didn't do anything. I think one was uh, 0 for 10, one was 3 for 12 in the series. And the pitching staff just wasn't there. The ace got just smoked on uh, Sunday. So overall, bad performance there. Santa Barbara, like you just said, uh, you know, they, they had a great performance on Friday. Maybe they should have le- left some of those hits and runs for the rest of the weekend. But, yeah, that was – so both of those we were high on. And then Coastal Carolina, I think they're going to be fine. But this was one – the killer bees we said. I think they have the six or seven guys in that lineup that start with the letter B. And, you know, hey, first game against George Mason, they scored a lot of runs. But I think you saw – a lot of people scored runs over George Mason yeah. over the weekend here. I think it was the nice now against Duke. I get it. I mean, Duke has a great pitching staff, but Indiana kind of slowed their bats down too. So that's why I put them in uh, down. I think they're going to be a, a great team still, but th- that performance the last two games of that tournament, uh, they just didn't, they didn't hit enough. So the bats were supposed to be there. You know, we talked about the pitching staff. Is it going to hold up? The, I think the bats will show throughout the year, but this weekend it wasn't good. So I'm going to take you down a little bit. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up. I want you guys to look at the top 25 again. Tell me if, if there's any team that sticks out to you that's worth a futures bet outside of Duke. I know you, Q, you already had tweeted that out. Not futures, but I'll say this. I, um, somebody asked me on X last night, and I, I got back to them. They were a Vols fan, and they asked if, if the high swing and miss rate was concerning, even though, you know, it's weekend run. And, and I'll say, yeah, because it's been an issue the past two years. Like, this isn't a one-off, you know, maybe with like a Virginia or somebody like that who normally hits well. I looked at last night's box card, and I looked at the other nights. It's the same thing. Blake Burke, one for four. Dylan Dryling, one for five. It, it's other, yeah. I mean, Cannon Peebles had a couple hits. Billy Amick had a tower and shot. But outside of those two, it's the same offense. I don't think those guys are going to save the team as much as people think. I think they are both quality hitters. But if guys aren't getting on base for them, I mean, they're not going to hit solo shots every time. And that was concerning to me because of it's a repetitive pattern. Well, and to touch on that, too, you notice the odds – Dropped 300 for Tennessee, but went, yeah. went, uh, went the opposite way for Vanderbilt. And I'm kind of scratching my head here thinking, like, why? what did you see out of Vanderbilt that now you think they deserve to be a shorter shot than what they were preseason? I mean, I don't know. I don't see I'll it. I'll tell you who got rocked, too. Sawyer Hawks got rocked. Like, your big prize transfer – uh, he, he gives a little shaky, so it's not like he showed you anything. I'm, I'm, I think he'll be fine, but who knows, man? This is crazy. I mean, I don't see how Vanderbilt's in the top 10, honestly. Smitty. That's not even an overreaction. No, I mean, you guys did a great job on the pre you know, our guide show talking about Vanderbilt and just said the offense isn't going to be there. And again, it's just, yeah, Vanderbilt 
didn't impress me very much. Tennessee, I think Q said it well there. They got to get more guys that can hit the ball a little bit. Um, you know, one team, I want to keep an eye on Texas Tech. You know, I was talking to Q. I, I love their lineup. Um, the the starter, um, losing his name, Q. Who's the opening day guy? Um, Robinson. Uh, Robinson. Robinson. Really well. Yeah, we were talking about Robinson. And that's a team I want to see how they project throughout the year. That's a team I think keep an eye on a little bit there with Texas Tech. Well, to to close out this, and we're going to start doing this every Monday. I just feel like it it lets us go into the new week without having to spend any time recapping. But we're always going to be transparent about our picks. You can follow all of our bets on our bet tracker at NCAAinsiders.com. We are 42 and 29, up 14.1 units for you guys if you followed every single pick that we bet. So we're going to continue to try to crush it for you guys. If you're here just for the picks, I know I posted something on Twitter. Do you like the context behind the pick or do you just want the pick? Because if you just want the pick, you may want to look up a uh, a pick service. It's going to sell something. Uh, we've got one more comment here, JP. But that's always been my thing is I want to give you the context and let you be the final decision maker on whether or not you want to pull the trigger on a bet. Don't just blindly follow picks. We do the research so you don't have to. So I feel like we are some of the sharper minds in college baseball if you do want to blindly follow. But at the end of the day, man, just watch out because there's a lot of people out here that are putting out picks that are losing, and then we'll gladly skip into next week without covering anything that they lost. And I just – I don't I don't like that. I or like they don't track their picks. Disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, and I on Iowa staff this weekend, Marcus Morgan has been the best. And I agree. Uh, I, I agree think I talked, I talked about it with Noah Beanick uh, over at the college experience. So what was that Friday night? Uh, yeah, we were excited to see Marcus Morgan because I felt like he was a better overall collegiate pitcher than Brody Breck. Breck's got that, you know, 104 mile per hour fastball. Sean said, were you looking at me? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Track everything, but you do sell picks. Uh, horse racing expert there, Sean Alvarez. Go follow him at Smooth Turn 2. You're welcome. What's the deal? Now we've got comments coming in, so we're extending the show. What's the deal with South Carolina plus 3,000? That's what their current odds are on DraftKings for right now. They went from 25 they dropped. to 30 yeah. to 1, yeah. Well, I think you just have to see their pitching play out. They lost all three starters, so you're going to see a higher number. I mean, that could change. We saw last year their three starters did really well, and the number plummeted. So just give it time. I don't think they're a bad team. That's why I wanted to do this sheet, because how fun is it going to be to track it every week to see what the odds did for each team so we can better handicap it for next year. Hey, can I – right. I got one last disclaimer. <laughs> People were giving me crap on Twitter, you know, because I'll post – probably about the fourth or fifth inning that the team's losing. That That is 100% intentional. Smitty and Grissom know that. Yeah. If, uh, if you're watching the game and somebody goes down three or four and, and you see uh, that team's brutal or whatnot, uh, Trey Gettys, he gets it. I mean, I'm throwing jinx out there. It's not for lack of knowledge by any means. Um, I had a lot of flack on it about TCU and Texas, and uh, it's, all, it's all planned and planned. Got one more question, Mike. Oregon State have enough pitching to make it. I, I think, think they so. do. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Lineups legit. Hey, good questions. Love the action in the chat. Keep it up. Yep. All right, guys. We'll be back later this week with our preview show for week two. 
until then, good luck. Thanks for tuning in.